Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Lori Van Dusen of founder and CEO of LVW Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Uh, Lori's been to named to the Barron's Financial Advisor Hall of Fame. She's been on the Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list for New York State for multiple years in a row. She's been on Forbes Top Wealth Advisors and Top Women Wealth Advisors list 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to join you, Seth. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get in the business in the first place? Well, you're going back in time a long way. But in 1987, I started. I started in the World Trade Center in a training program that um, actually looked back at my original kind of hiring papers. And I was hired by Lehman Brothers, but it was Shearson Lehman Brothers. And the requirements were that you had to pass a bunch of tests. I guess they were like aptitude sales tests. And then you got conditional, you were hired conditionally at a $24,000 draw. And at that point, then you took your series of, you know, your series seven, your series 65, your commodities, licensing, all that stuff. And if you failed any of those, you were fired. So that's how I started in a class of, I could get this wrong, but it was well over 100, well over 200, and I was one of two women. And the reason I got there, I came out of, I went to graduate school at Harvard University, and I went um, for education. <laughs> had nothing to do with finance, but I had a great mentor and my grandfather who loved the market, and he started talking to me about investing when I was a little girl. So that's kind of was my motivation or my inspiration for starting. And then I just researched the best training program. And at the time, it was Shearson Lehman Brothers. And then obviously, there's some time that passed since when you got started there. And now, um, how did LVW come about? Well, okay, we don't have a lot of time, but... I'm going to say the path was very, very bumpy. You know, people have said, oh, you were a visionary. How did you know this? How did you see the independence movement? I didn't see any of that. I just 14 years ago was frustrated. I had long thought about creating a business that was multi-generational that I could transition and always you know, we started my business grew organically at Smith Barney, which ultimately it, now it's Morgan Stanley, but Shearson Lehman Brothers became Smith Barney, became a lot of things. And at the time that I left, it was five and a half billion dollar practice organically grown, meaning with a desk and a phone and a mentored team. I never acquired a business or another partner or was fed any business by the firm. In fact, I didn't really realize that till I left that I really didn't get any leads but I mentored this team and we were just increasingly frustrated and they are great professionals. Many of them are still with me. I have no idea why after everything I've put them through, but um, we were just fiercely, you know, advocates of the clients and, and started a lot of organizations, um, contributed a lot to the industry, 
but just were hitting a lot of walls. And in 2008, right before the GFC, um, August 31st, in fact, 2008, we exited. We were the largest, allegedly, exit from a wirehouse ever to independence at the time. Obviously, in the last 14 years, a lot has changed, but it literally was on August 31st, 2008. And we brought all our clients with us, but instead of just hanging up a shingle, because a lot of them were sophisticated institutional type clients, again, from a desk and a phone, I felt that we needed to join a large RIA. So at that time, that's what we did. That was um, very poorly executed, both on my part and the other party's parts. And ultimately, I unwound myself and started LVW in 2011. Oh, by the way, Citigroup also sued me in this process um, during the financial crisis where all of our clients joined. Um, We won, they lost, but it went on for 18 months. So my path was not for the weak of heart, but I didn't know I was starting a movement or was part of some movement. I just wanted to do the right thing. And I felt that it was independence, objectivity, accountability. That's what you learn when you're an advisor to institutions. So that's what we brought with us. Well, congratulations on uh, the journey. I'm sure the longer version should be in a book somewhere if it isn't. We're writing one. Um, Actually, I do. I am literally writing a book that it's in content editing. And it's not just about financial services. It's, it's really about life lessons. And um, that certainly was one of them. Well, we will certainly have you back on the show to promote the book when it comes out. And if you need a referral to a publisher, let me know. Who is an ideal client for your firm now? Well, our, you know, there's a saying that necessity is the mother of invention. So we started with, because I just wanted a challenge and I re, I got referred into my first institution, we had a very heavily weighted practice around not-for-profits. And now we have a business that's more focused on multi-generational wealth, both small and mid-sized institutions, roughly 25, that are in areas and um, spaces that we care about. There's all this buzz going on about ESG, but we've always cared about access to education, access to the arts, healthcare, health equity. So our clients uh, represent what we care about in the institutional space, in the institutional space. And then in the private client space, again, um, things that resonate with me personally, first-generation wealth, entrepreneurs, professional investors, those are the kinds of folks that we serve. That makes a lot of sense. And what are the biggest issues, the most common issues you're helping them with? Well, a lot of it, the most common issues that we help clients with um, have a lot to do with figuring out what to do with their wealth, how to make the complex simpler, because once you accumulate wealth, there are all kinds of issues. Um, Keeping it, growing it, transitioning it, a lot of that is kind of the reason that we started LVW because it was really hard to do that kind of holistic, integrated wealth planning in a large brokerage firm. So we help with pretty much everything around wealth. And that includes a lot of the deeper aspects like counseling, coaching, services around um, selling a business, all of those kinds of things we do. And it's not just financial, it's really the stuff around 
Um, what I tell people in our business, what is your objective? What are you trying to achieve when you sell a business? What do you envision? You know, if you're in your 50s, what do you envision your next 10, 20, 30 years looking like? So it's a lot of that stuff combined with the hard financial and financial planning advice. Awesome. And you've achieved quite, you've gotten quite a bit of recognition. I mean, Barron's, Forbes, and a whole bunch of other places. What do you attribute your success to? I think um, what I referenced earlier, always wanting to learn and teach advisors best practices and being a fierce advocate for objectivity and client first. And when you, you know, have those kinds of roots that, you know, I, I often say that, you know, when you start out as an advisory institutions, there are multiple decision makers and everyone sits there as the credibility police, you know, and you can't kind of just stumble your way through that. You have to be honest. You have to have integrity. You have to be accountable. You have to be results oriented. And so I think that in combination with um, giving my stuff, my material, how I was successful sharing best practices in an environment that wasn't known for that at the time I started doing it. It was more like you eat what you kill and you keep your cheese really close. So maybe it's that. That certainly could be. How are those clients finding you now? Well, because as you you mentioned, we do get a fair amount of recognition and it's not because we have a marketing person that's out there pushing things, but we've been fortunate to do interviews like this, um, to have, you know, major media presence. And, you know, we have a pretty good series of podcasts that we do, blogging, and mostly through other clients. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, those, the media recognition and the referrals speak to what a great job you're doing for your clients. On this podcast, we're certainly not asking for any investment advice, but, and we're not giving away any specific recommendations, but in terms of market outlook, what are you telling your clients now? Well, um, getting back to our roots, you know, in the 1990s, we had a bunch of institutional clients that were smarter than us. (laughs) And, you know, learning from all of those folks and those um, strategies that we used back then, and a lot of them were, and I, I say this a lot, but I hate this word alternative. But it was always about how do we create a better mousetrap? How do we have more true zigging and zagging going on? How do we integrate different sources of return under stressed environments? How is our portfolio going to behave? And all of those lessons learned through, you know, both the good and bad um, helped us build portfolios that, you know, just hold up a little bit better. They're not, we understand what beta is and what it's not. And so I think generally speaking, we want our clients to try to be patient. It's tough to see losses, but we have parts of our portfolio that are actually making money right now. And I think focusing clients on the longer term and, you know, kind of navigating our way out of this, it's very uncertain. It's one of the most uncertain times I've ever lived through because we really have a fight between recession and inflation. And none of us, I don't care who you are, has an idea of how this is actually going to end up. So beta is, um, we're on the little, you know, our directionality in portfolios is certainly less than it used to be. And we do have a lot of other strategies. And I try to get um, clients focused on, you know, what their true liquidity needs are and the fact that this could be rougher for a while. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about the firm and about you, where is the best place for us to send them? I would send them to LVW Advisors. The landing page um, has, you know, inquiries. If you're interested in something, if you just get inside the website, you can see all of our blog posts, all of our written material, uh, video. So there's a lot there. We have personal LinkedIn's. I have a personal LinkedIn, and LVW team members do. And there's an LVW team LinkedIn page. So that's. I would go through any of those sources to get to us and happy to talk to anyone about, you know, my journey and if I can help them make their careers a little bit easier or um, answer any kind of question, I'm always happy to do that. That's something that's important to me to try to help others in our industry. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green with Lori Van Dusen. Lori, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time.